Homeless and domestic violence service in the flood-devastated New South Wales' northern rivers region are calling on the federal and the state governments to do more to address the acute housing crisis as domestic violence cases remain alarmingly high. $350 million has been committed for the construction of pod accommodation hubs to provide temporary housing, but there are calls for more permanent solutions. Cathy Van Extel reports. In Mullumbimby, local Byron and Shire councillor Duncan Day is driving me around the hardest hit streets. Many of the mostly low-set homes are deserted, including public housing units. Those that aren't often have caravans in the front where owners have been living since the flood. So if we go slowly, if you look in, so that one's inhabited. And that's all completely damaged and, and empty. Duncan Day is hoping some of the $800 million of federal state funding for housing buyback, relocation, retrofitting and flood safe land acquisition will be spent in the Byron Shire. But he's doubtful. A lot of people don't have choices and they're just building back at the same levels, which is why the you know, the injected $800 million, none of which we'll get to this shire, is so important. That whole project that we can water, we can wet proof these houses for next time. At the site of the Mullumbimby housing pod hub near the old railway line, diggers are raising the floodplain to the one in 100 year level. 16 pods are already occupied, despite the ongoing works. Another 24 are due to come online soon. Councillor Day says the raising of the floodplain has angered nearby residents who fear they're at greater risk in the future. These houses all got flooded probably up to our bonnet level. Were the flood that we had in February to recur, it will block the passage of water for its length, which is about 400 metres. When it goes round the edges, it'll have a massive velocity compared with what occurred in 2022. In a region already in a housing crisis before last year's floods, which dislocated thousands, the pods are desperately needed temporary accommodation. As well as the 40 Mullumbimby pods, there are 47 pods at Brunswick Heads and 52 on Lismore's Fringe. Leonie and Marcus Bebb moved into a four-room family pod with their three teens in December. So three bedrooms? So they're all identical. So all the single pods are this. So you got the bathroom. There was a double bed there, but we dragged it down there in the kitchen. And then the double pods are this. So these two? Yeah, yeah. and then the triple and then the four. Oh, the actual lease. So you've got an actual lease yeah. for how long? 12 months. If you play up, you're out. Um, I guess everybody's living so closely together. The pods range from single units to four units. They're aluminium demountables with services and modest landscaping. Lined up in rows between treeless cement walkways, there's little distance between neighbours and no soundproofing. But the Bebs are grateful. They'd been living in a camper van at the showground since the flood. It gives them breathing room as they wait on a decision about a buyback for their flood-damaged home. We're in limbo, but it also gives us that little time to just breathe, be normal for a couple of months, have the kids settle down back in the school, start for the new future. The Bebs lived in South Lismore, 
And that's where I'm meeting up again with Tony Davies from Social Futures, the region's largest homelessness provider. Tony, we're back in Kyogle Street in South Lismore. It's a very, very different scene to what we encountered um, almost a year ago. It was immediately after the flood, so we had mud everywhere. There was rubbish all over the street, people was piled up, and of course there was furniture in the tops of trees. So what we've seen on the outside you know, look like almost like it was before. Although you open the door and go inside a house and the lining's still missing, people can't live there. Well, let's walk along the street and get a bit of a sense of how many people have come back or what sort of conditions they're living in. In the Northern Rivers, about 8,000 people have applied either for a buyback or for funding to help restore their house. And some houses, even in very uh, at-risk areas, have been fully restored. Most of them haven't, so we have a lot of people who are living in the shell of a house. Some people are actually able to move into a van on their block while they work out what to do. Can we talk about public housing? We already didn't have enough public housing, so we probably had around two-thirds the proportion of public housing stock that you have across the state. So there's a lot of people already on waiting lists, and then you lose a lot of properties. At the moment, public housing and emergency accommodation, hotel accommodation is all completely gridlocked. They're going to have around 500 pods in total and that's still not enough to accommodate everyone. We've already had a promise of 60 new properties to be built. That's great but we need more. And I think something government really needs to look at is how they can actually buy existing housing stock in the region, even if it's not in Lismore yet, so that we can accommodate people because we know those pods are extraordinarily expensive and really in many cases it might have been better to buy units, apartments, housing that is with the government as part of the public estate. The housing crisis has also fuelled a rise in domestic and family violence over the past year. Gillian Knight-Smith is CEO of DV Service Up North Housing. We would see normally about 120 people a month but it's got up to 180 straight after the flood and it's remained very high numbers and very complex needs. Disturbingly, police and women's services are seeing a spike in higher risk cases. There is a classification called serious risk of harm and the people that are presenting have been presenting with a much higher risk and very sadly, it's not that long ago that we had a vigil in Ballina because a woman lost her life. Gillian Knight-Smith says the housing crisis is a key reason more women are in danger. Our refuges are full, our temporary accommodation is full, our transitional housing is full, there are waiting lists and people in these circumstances will choose to remain in very unsafe circumstances just to have somewhere to sleep for themselves and their family. That's Gillian Knight-Smith from Lismore-based Domestic and Family Violence Service Up North Housing, ending the report by Cathy Van Extel, who's been providing us really in-depth reports of what's going on on the ground a year after the floods. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.